0: Hello and welcome to Narrative, a journey into the ancient art of storytelling. A place to gather by the fire and share the stories of our ancestors. A place to gather and tell our own tales. Here, we will explore legends, fairy tales, myths, and folklore. We'll have conversations around archetypes, history, theology, and the ancient mysteries, as well as having discussions on how it all pertains to our lives. Before carvings or hieroglyphs or written word, our ancestors kept their stories alive through oral tradition. In honoring them, I too want to continue this path. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Mary Rogers. in the beginning before life and before gods there existed an iridescent field of energy a primordial force that was surrounded by an empty void and this energy this force was known by its name chaos and though chaos was alone it was not isolated nor lonely for i come to know another element that had also suddenly just came to be this element was known by its name mist And the two fell in love this energy and this element and together in the dark union between chaos and mist a primordial cosmic daughter was conceived and this daughter was known as night and upon her head she wore a crown of stars vast and beautiful she wore a robe of mist and in her eyes burned the fire and fury of the milky way and it was she the goddess nyx that gave rise to everything else within the universe. Known as a benevolent goddess of the underworld, Nyx could also instill great fear, as the consort of all darkness, from the murky realms of the edge of the universe to the underground where sunlight could not reach. She was immensely powerful, and it's been said that even Zeus, in his great awe, trembled at her very name. And it was their children, the children conceived between night and darkness, that would one day illuminate the face of Gaia, as darkness and night gave rise to their opposites, brightness and day. Their children were many. They bore sleep, dreams, death, resentment, nemesis, misery, the furies and even the fates. Until at last, one very special child was born, a sweet baby that was called love. And while Nyx could be dangerous, she was also known as beautiful, and many blessed her for the peace she bestowed, though she was best known as she who bends her sway, both gods and mortal men. The Orphic Mysteries claim that it was she, the winged mother Nyx, that gave birth to the goddess Hecate or Hecate, both of which pronunciations exist, just as her name can either be spelled with a C or a K. But a solstice is just around the corner, and it's known for being the longest, darkest night of the year. I really wanted to begin the Yule Equinox with Nyx, as she is the goddess of the night. Major events in the Celtic year are celebrated by eight festivals, four of which record stages of the Earth's revolution around the sun, summer and winter solstices, when the hours of daylight are at their longest and shortest, and then there's the spring and autumn equinoxes, which hours of daylight and darkness are exactly the same. Four cross-quarter festivals fall halfway between the solar festivals, and their celebration actually marks the start of each new season. A lot of the imagery associated with these festivals is both spiritual and natural, as the progress of the seasons reflects the life cycles of those living on this ancient land. If you seek them out, earth spirits may share their joy and magic with you as you celebrate life's mysteries within the eight festivals. In druid lore, the yew tree is actually symbolic of the winter solstice at the end of the year, guardian of the spirits of the dead in preparation for rebirth, while Scott's pine points the new journey's way, symbol of the winter solstice at the start of the new year. Holly and yew berries appear like drops of blood, the life force preserved through the dead of winter. While mistletoe, the gold bow, guards the threshold, like Janus, god of endings and beginnings, looking both forward and behind. By starlight, the ancient spirit of the forest gazes in wonder at the tiny seedlings growing in the snow-covered soil, with their promise of renewed and eternal life. At Solstice, something magical happens. With the end of the longest night, the dark is defeated, with the return of the sun, the return of light, of hope, of promise... The goddess gives birth to the sun god and the sun begins to wax and the days grow longer. All that is hidden will begin to emerge. At Yule we celebrate winter and the rebirth of the sun. At Sawin the goddess followed the god into the underworld, and the earth began its long winter slumber. It's believed that the goddess lives forever, but that the sun god is born annually every Yule. He matures during the winter and spring, then becomes her lover. He mates with her during the fullness of the growing season, and then grows old and frail as the crops mature and are harvested. At Yule, the goddess gives birth to his son, the new sun king, after the old king dies, and so the annual cycle begins again. The Druids believed that the oak king ruled during the waxing year. At Yule, he would battle and overcome the holly king, who would then rule during the waning year. And at Litha, the summer solstice, the two kings would battle again, and the holly king would emerge as victor until the next Yule. So Yule is a time of celebration of the birth of the sun king and nature's renewal. It's a time of new beginnings, as the will of the year has come full circle. The darkest night of the year is a time of self-reflection, and a time for choosing the seeds we want to plant in the upcoming year. This is a time of death and rebirth, a time to release the old in order to make room for the new. And when you feel yourself maybe at a crossroads, unsure of which path to follow, know that there is a goddess, in particular one goddess, that will stand by your side, the goddess Hecate. Known by many names, the goddess of the in-between liminal spaces, the keeper of keys, the breaker of chains, and the queen of the night, Hecate is closely associated with the darkest night of one's soul. And as Yule is said to be the darkest night of the year, It only feels right to honor her in today's podcast. It's believed that Hecate was first worshiped in Thrace, where Turkey, Bulgaria, and Greece converge, somewhere around 700 to 300 BCE. She was a foreign goddess predating the Titans and was later incorporated within the Greek pantheon. Early historical references will show images of her in a singular form, The depictions of her well-known triple form don't start to show up until around the 5th century BCE. Hecate Triformis depicts her as a guardian goddess that sees in all directions. Zeus honored her by giving her splendid gifts, including shares of the earth and sea, and honor in the starry heavens. Hecate is said to be the queen of the witches, goddess of the moon and heavens, protector and the cosmic world soul. It is she who guides Persephone back and forth from middle world to the underworld. It is she who guides not just Persephone, but each of us through difficult transitions that we may encounter in our own changing of the seasons within our own lives. She's known to roam the roads at night, especially during the dark moon. She's adept at navigating the darkness, especially the darkest moments of our lives. She is the torch bearer, lighting our way forward. She sees your path and she can see all the obstacles that lie before you. But she ensures we're never alone, and she will guide us this way, that. Step over here, climb, descend, go around. She is the witch's eye of our own innate knowing, our intuition, and it is she who leads us home, and it is she who will illuminate the sacred path before us. When we feel mentally, emotionally, or spiritually lost, she'll give us refuge within her sacred cave, her temple carved from earth and stone, And she'll give us warmth by her flame and nourish us with her great wisdom. For she is the atlas, the map, and the constellations etched across our soul. She's a triple goddess that stands beside us, before us, and behind. She guides not just Persephone, but each of us into the underworld to confront our shadows for complete inner transformation. She encourages us to face our fears, our grief, our shame. To do the difficult work of healing the self in order to step into personal wholeness pain transmuted and alchemized until we stand fully erect in love with ourselves and inspired by the world around us she gifts us not only with empowerment but with awe mary oliver once said that someone gave her a box of darkness and though it took her a long time to see it as so she did finally come to realize that this box of darkness was a gift and as we explored within the temperament of the old gods It is said that Hecate requires great sacrifice from us. Now, this doesn't mean an offering of a dead, bloody thing. It involves no killing. Instead, she asks us to sacrifice our ego, our masks, our personas. She asks us to sacrifice false stories and programs, to shed our blinders and games of pretend. And in its place, she asks us to be brave and courageous, to show up vulnerably and authentically, To stand so steadfast within our power that the opinion of others is no longer our business. Hecate asks that we release that which is toxic, be it beliefs or people or behaviors. We have to let go of the old in order to make space for the new. In the form of the dark mother, she asks us to sacrifice. But in her form as the mother goddess, she will bestow blessings and magic and a life beautiful beyond comprehension. In her origins, she was known as the breaker of chains. Summoning her presence was said to release you from whatever you found to be binding. And as the keeper of keys, she carries the skeleton key that opens the gate to our souls so that we open the threshold to our hearts. She's the soul of the wild woman, the dark goddess, who resists and persists to embody her truth. Hecate's crossroads are the spiritual epicenter of all. And we meet her when we're ready to claim our own soul keys. Hecate teaches the way to break free of our chains is by unlocking the deepest parts of our soul. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Narrative. If you are moved by today's episode and are looking forward to future broadcasts, be sure to hit subscribe. And as always, likes and shares are always appreciated and donations are always welcome. I had a great time with you today and I can't wait to be with you again next week. Yours truly, XOXO, Mary Rogers.